One of these things is not like the other. Instagram and pedophiles. Oh, yeah. The big headline today. We're going to talk about that from the Wall Street Journal. General Flynn has spoken out again and spoken the truth. You uh, want to hear what he has to say. And a vending machine that um, makes perfect sense and makes absolutely no sense at all. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. I'm that guy. And uh, we're live once again on rumble.com. Thank you much for uh, checking us out. We really do appreciate that. And uh, if you wouldn't mind, just hit that follow button. It's right here. It helps the show out. It's free to do. It just, just takes a click. Uh, free for you. No cost involved and really helps the show. Thank you so much from the bottom of my wrinkled old heart. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to get on to our usual opening, and that would involve this little lady, Miko. And our Miko update, she's our three-and-a-half-year-old Shiba Inu, and she's doing fantastically well. Uh, there she is. Uh, she's getting ready for her trans surgery. As you know, her pronouns are going to be it and uh and she is going to go under the knife and uh, have her trans surgery coming up here in probably the next uh, two or three weeks. Actually, I'm I'm really nervous. I know they do a million of them. There's nothing to worry about. But my little girl going under the knife scares the hell out of me because I just love her that much. And if that's an awe moment for you, then that's fine. Uh, you maybe don't have pets and you wouldn't understand. But anyway, she's got this, uh, she won't do the collar, you know, where it prevents her from ripping at the stitches. So we had to get her this post-op suit. Hopefully that will keep her, uh, <laughs> that'll keep her from prolonging the process. Otherwise, she's doing great, though. Had a good day today. Miko Update brought to you by the good folks at BarkBox.com. You use our special link, which is in our show notes, and you will get a month free from BarkBox.com. Every month delivered right to your door, a themed box of goodies for your dog. Two toys, two bags of treats, and a dog chew, all in that one amazing box. This company is incredible. Good folks, their customer service beyond belief. Anything you're ever not happy about, they'll take care of it and make it right. They've got a 100% happiness guarantee. And check out not only BarkBox.com slash Miko, which is our normal link to get this free month, but if you look in our show notes, you'll see a separate special limited time offer from BarkBox. You can pick that premium if you want, and you use that, and you will get a free fun boy dog toy. It is a sprinkler, either a hydrant or a little pad, that sh like a lily pad that shoots up the water. Miko loves that kind of stuff. Or a couple of different styles of pool floats. You can get those too. Summer's here. Make the most of it and have your fun with your dog too. You can check out that second link in our show notes to get that free water toy from Fun Boy Bark Box and the Jay Sheldon Show. How about that? Thank you, BarkBox, for helping out to sponsor the program and the Miko update. Yeah, this was all over the news today, and I did not put the link in our show notes to the Wall Street Journal article because it's a paywall. And you know, chances are a lot of you don't have it. But we've got kind of the condensed version, the, the meat of the sandwich. Um and the headline basically is that Instagram is helping pedophiles find child pornography and arrange meetups with children. Not kidding. Researchers discovered that Instagram has apparently become a breeding ground for child pornography. The Wall Street Journal study which is in the actual article in uh, WSJ, they found that Instagram enables people to search hashed hashtags such as hashtag pedo whore and hashtag preteen sex. And that allows them to connect to accounts that are selling child pornography. A lot of these accounts often claim to be children themselves, with handles like, this is a quote, 
little slut for you. Now, generally the accounts that sell this illicit sexual material don't outright publish it. Instead, they put menus of their content and allow buyers to choose what they want. A lot of the accounts also offer customers the options to pay for meetups with the children. Anyway, it was all uncovered by the researchers that set up test accounts to see how quickly they could get Instagram's suggested for you feature to give them recommendations for the kind of accounts that would be involved in child trafficking, child pornography, and within a amazingly short time frame, the algorithms at Instagram flooded these test accounts with content that sexualizes children, some linked to off-platform content trading sites, the hashtags alone, the Standard Internet Observatory found 405 sellers of what researchers labeled self-generated child sex material. Accounts purportedly run by children themselves, with some claiming to be as young as 12. In a lot of cases, Instagram actually permitted users to search for terms that the algorithm knew could be associated with illegal material. You know, it's just like a, 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 a monitor or, you know, even here in our chat, there are certain words that you can't use. I actually don't have any. You can put anything in there you want. I don't care. But uh, there are ways of highlighting certain hashtags that won't allow you to search. But in a lot of cases... Instagram permitted it. Researchers used certain hashtags to find the illicit material. A pop-up would sometimes, sometimes appear, uh, saying these results may contain images of child sexual abuse. And noting the production and consumption of this material would cause extreme harm to children. Despite this, the pop-up gives you two options get resources, and see results anyway. Yeah. Pedophiles on Instagram use an emoji system to talk in code. Remember Pizzagate? Everybody claimed, and in fact still claims, that it was just so much QAnon theory. There's a whole story about that we'll be doing on a show coming up down the road. But, for example, the emoji of a map, a map, M-A-P, would mean map, M-A-P, which in the pedophile life means minor attracted person. And a cheese pizza emoji, which is just a slice of, looks like a pepperoni pizza, if you take cheese pizza, the first two letters, CP, that's their code for child porn. Not a really big stretch or tough to figure out. Accounts often would identify them as, as themselves as seller or S3LLER, so you avoid the algorithms. And uh, even after multiple posts got reported, not all of them were taken down. For example, after an image was posted of a scantily clad young girl with a graphically sexual caption, Instagram responded by saying, our review, this is a quote from what their response was from Instagram. Our review team has found that the account's post does not go against our community guidelines. Instagram recommended the user hide the account instead to avoid seeing it. And even after Instagram banned certain hashtags with child pornography, the AI-driven hashtag suggestions found workarounds. The Stanford team also conducted a similar test on Twitter. More details in this link. It is a tweet, but it's got all the meat of this sandwich from Mario 
Nawfall. And uh, it's brilliant. It really digs in a lot. I've given you most of the facts that are in the story. The Wall Street Journal article itself gets more in-depth on this, and it is absolutely scary, scary stuff. Stuff you should not and you should not be involved in, and not to mention Instagram should do a lot more than obviously they are about getting rid of this kind of material online. It's disgusting. I cannot wait for Mel Gibson to finish doing his documentary, four-part documentary, by the way, on child sex trafficking. It is supposed to be killer material, eye-opening stuff. Mm. Blackout coffee break. Oh, by the way, in our show notes, you'll find Jay Sheldon merchandise. Jay Sheldon show merchandise. This is one of them, our mug. We got t-shirts. We got uh, hoodies, Bluetooth speaker even there. There's some cool stuff. Check it out. Links in our show notes. And don't forget our AI gallery. That's going to be going away pretty soon. We sold quite a few. We're not, only one has sold out and was gone. Ten units, done. They're all signed by me. They're generated by AI and printed beautifully on canvas, ready to hang on your wall. They don't say the Jay Sheldon show. They're pieces of art. Check it out. It was generated by AI, and it's really cool. Have you seen the latest uh, from Blackout Coffee? Oh, I'm telling you, this brand, I'm, I'm, I'm so in love with this company. Blackout Coffee, uh, Blackout Coffee is a company that believes in traditional values, hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, and our good old American way. They are a small batch coffee roasting company. They really do put a lot of thought and effort and care and love into their product. And they make a kick-ass cup of coffee. Fresh roasted, all done in-house. And they source premium specialty green grade coffee beans graded at 80 or above uh, on a 100-point scale. Specialty coffees grown at the perfect altitude, correct time of year, in the best soil, all of that harvested at just the right time, all of that goes into making an incredible cup of coffee. If you've had a good cup of coffee, you haven't had the best, and that would be blackout coffee. They work with local co-ops and farmers. They support the troops. They support first responders, the men and women of uh, that protect our great country in all levels. And uh, they pack, roast, and ship to you within 24 to 48 hours. It'll be at your door. So it really will be virtually fresh roasted right at your door. And you just try one bag. That's all you'll need. You'll be right back for more. This is an amazing coffee. Use the link in our show notes and you'll get a special deal. And I got you a promo code because I know you love promo codes. So when you check out, use promo code JS20, J-A-Y-S-2-0, J-A-Y-S-20 at checkout for 20% off your first order from Blackout Coffee. Yes, we love it. Thank you, Blackout Coffee. Keep the faith and keep doing the good fight. I got, you've heard about the wildfires in Canada, no doubt. Most of the U.S., or at least the northern part of the U.S., is covered with this red smoke filtering through the sunlight. It's it's frightening. Um, and the meteorologists all say it's because of the wildfires in Canada. Somebody posted this. I grabbed the link and put it in our show notes. It's a repeating, I think they made it. Oh, no, it's a TikTok. Okay, TikTok. Anyway, how often is it that you actually see forest fires all starting at the same time? Take a look at this satellite footage. We'll play it again. Look here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Look at all these down here. Wait, let me get my mouse back. Hang on. All these down here and these up here, they all start within minutes of each other. That's a loop from the weather satellite. And each one of those smoke blooms is a where a wildfire has started. Hmm. And they all started right at the same time? Yeah, I think in some circles we might call that a coincidence. No, not a coincidence. 
Anyway, if you want to check it out, share it with your friends. The link is in our show notes tonight. That is just yet another one of these ridiculous, ridiculous things that are happening. And I'm sorry, but this stuff is just so set up. It's, it's any idiot can figure that out. If you can't figure that out, then you, you're a special idiot. Hmm. <laughs> All right. I love this man. He has been a dedicated member of the armed forces. He is General Michael Flynn, and I've got his tweet for you posted in our uh, show notes tonight. And this is what Mr. Flynn had to say, plus we got a video here of him. We continue to displace the mainstreaming of false narratives by the fake news major corporate media networks and their puppets. This is what I said last night. Among this army of digital soldiers, that's you and I, are millions upon millions of people who only seek the truth and have demonstrated a willingness to fight through the noise to discover it. And I'll add, we also must demand accountability. At Elon Musk, you did a great service for freedom of speech. Now we, the people, have to use it wisely. Take a listen to the words of wisdom from this man. This is General Mike Flynn. We have an army of digital soldiers. What we are now, what, what we call, I call them, because this was an insurgency, folks. This was run like an insurgency. This was irregular warfare at its finest in politics. And that, that story will, will continue to be told here. But we have what we call citizen journalists. Because, the, because the, the journalists that we have in our media did a disservice to themselves, actually, more than they did to this country. They did a disservice to themselves because they displayed an arrogance that is unprecedented. And so the American people decided to take over the idea of information. They took over the idea of information, and they did it through social media. We Bang. have an army. Truer words. Thank you, Mr. Flynn. General Flynn. Amazing. Um, this guy is incredible. Follow him on Twitter if you want to get the latest updates from General Flynn. And uh, I put the link to that show, uh, that uh, in our show notes tonight, so you can... Check it out yourself and uh, share that news online on your social media. All right, from Just the News, the FBI has caved. Uh, we'll see. And they will let Comer, let the full committee review and see the Biden bribery document. This is from Just the News, John Sullivan's site. The FBI caved to congressional pressure Wednesday on the eve of contempt charges, agreeing to let all the members of the House Oversight Committee see an informal memo alleging Joe Biden was involved in a $5 million bribery scheme, as well as some related documents. The committee chair, James Comer, announced the deal just hours before the panel was set to vote to find FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt of Congress. Uh, this quote from him, from Comer, after weeks of refusing to even admit the FD-1020 records even exist, the FBI has caved and is now allowing all members of the Oversight and Accountability Committee to review this unclassified record that memorializes a confidential human sources conversations with a foreign national who claimed to have bribed then-President Joe Biden. Wow. So, anyway, they've caved. They said they're going to let the whole committee see it. We'll see whether or not it has any redactions in it. That likely will be there, even though it shouldn't. And, uh, yeah, so it'll happen soon. We'll keep an eye on that. Uh, by the way, a really good point made on Dan's show this morning, um, yesterday morning, Biden was only the vice president. So if they were paying to influence decisions, what decisions did Biden have that he could make? 
virtually as vice president? None. A vice president does diddly squat nothing. Obama, on the other hand. <laughs> That's where the attention ought to be focused, as Dan quite well pointed out, not just today, but has been pointing out. And he's exactly right. Yes, Biden, get him out of office. Get this worst president in history impeached. But next, the spotlight ought to immediately go to that crook Obama and all the trouble he's caused. All right. So anyway, the link to that is in our show notes. Be sure you uh, you check that out. Mm. And what's next on our little hit parade here? Oh, eh, we covered Tucker Carlson in his brand new little 10 plus minute episode of his uh, Tucker on Twitter. Now, this broke today, was all over the news, all up and down the Twitter trending uh, feeds. Fox News says Tucker Carlson breached his contract and they're suing him. <laughs> Fox News Wednesday notified Tucker Carlson's lawyers, the new uh, the former prime uh, time anchor violated his contract with the network when he launched his own Twitter show on Tuesday, according to a letter obtained by Axios. A breach of contract claim sets Fox News up to explore potential legal actions against Carlton, and that move would intensify the already thorny public battle between the two parties, Fox and Tucker. And you know they are just doing everything they can to silence this guy, and he is not going to be silenced. If Tucker Carlson, just like I put this show on Rumble, if Tucker Carlson wants to put a show on Twitter, nothing's stopping him. This virtually just violates his First Amendment rights. There's more details here. I think it's close to 100 million views on Twitter now with this this mini first episode that he put up there. But yeah, Fox News just not giving up. They keep sticking their foot in it. And apparently they're not going to stop. All right. I got a story for you about a vending machine. I don't think hardly anybody... We have electronic vending machines here. It's almost like the Japanese ones, which you can get everything in a vending machine in Japan. Literally everything and anything you want. Um, so we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Before we do that, though, we're going to tell you about the absolute best VPN and why you need it. And that is to protect your privacy online. Folks... There are people out there who spend their entire days and nights just stalking online access and people and grabbing your data, grabbing your personal information. In this digital age we live in, everything is online and online piracy and security could not possibly be more important. That is why NordVPN is the perfect solution for protecting your internet activity. With NordVPN, you browse the web securely, privately, without worrying about hackers, snoopers. Do you know even your own internet service provider, your own ISP, can and in some cases does track your online behavior? Are, they have military-grade encryption, te encryption technology at NordVPN, and your data stays absolutely safe and, most importantly, confidential. Not only does NordVPN protect your privacy, it also, of course, unlocks a world of online content and over 5,000 servers in 59 countries. You can access your favorite shows, your favorite websites, streaming services from anywhere in the world. And I love this. You can protect your whole family and your friends if you like. Every one NordVPN account lets you connect up to six devices. So you got yours, your partners, or wife, or husbands, your kids, your modem, uh, you name it. Six devices can link up to a single NordVPN account. If you use the link down there in our show notes to check out NordVPN, you will get three months free and 59% off NordVPN. 
Thank you, NordVPN, for doing a fantastic job sponsoring the show. We really appreciate you being here. All right, here we go. <laughs> Narcan and crack pipes. Hard to get? No, not really. Just pop by a vending machine, put in some bucks, and off you go. As the New York Post says, it is basically a white flag of surrender to addiction. That is the actual vending machine. From New York City Health, a fresh move to enable addiction, City Health Commissioner from New York, Ashwin Vasan, unveiled a vending machine that dispenses free Narcan. Oh, see, you don't even have to put money in. You just hit the button and you get it. And drug test strips, along with safe smoking pipes for crack, condoms, tampons, nicotine gum, first aid kits, and even lip balm. Start the countdown to the free syringes. I'm sure that'll happen any day soon. The pretense is that this is going to slow or stop the surge in overdose deaths, along with other grim side effects of deep addiction. And the uh, areas prioritized for these machines, which cost the city $11,000 each. Ouch. Uh, the machines already host needle exchange and safe injection sites, methadone clinics, smoke shops, legal and illegal, and homeless shelters. That's where they're targeting to put these machines. Now, these neighborhoods, that is, are likely being further degraded by the progressive obsession with offering support systems for addicts in the name of harm reduction. There you go. There's the actual vending machine itself. And it's free. It doesn't cost you a dime. Nice job, New York. Yep, you just keep doing what you're doing. And you just keep watching all the people's slide out of your front, back, and side doors as they leave because they just can't take it anymore. <sighs> All right, look, I have included this note, but I put a note in our show notes. Retraction Watch has discovered more than 300 scientific papers on COVID to have been retracted since publishing due to compromise. Listen, here's why they were retracted. Compromised ethical standards and concerns about validity and credibility. This is big, and this ought to be the top news story everywhere, and it ain't. I'm not going to go through this. It gets a little wonky, but it's readable. But this is, this is the actual report from Retraction Watch. Over 300 scientific papers retracted because of compromised ethical standards and questions about the validity and the credibility of those papers. If you are at all interested in what's going on with this COVID crap, and these clot shots, you must read this paper. It is actually fascinating. You can skip over the wonky parts, and I'll warn you, there are some parts that get... It's a scientific report, so obviously it's going to get a little a little weird. But um, yeah, it's it's freaky. And it's, it's scary, too, is what it is. All right. One more, and then we're going to get on to George Orwell's 1984. <clears throat> Excuse me. We always end with something weird, freaky, funny, cute, awe-inspiring. I got a freaky wow one for you tonight. This is amazing. It's a tweet. And I, if I'm not mistaken, it comes from histor yeah, Historic Vids. I love this. If you, you want to fill up your timeline on Twitter with some cool things, uh, follow History in Mames. History in Mames is the at, and it's called Historic Vids. They posted this one. This is... Okay, Jay, shut up and just play the video. No. <laughs> this is insane. Take a look at this. This 
is an F-18 cockpit looking from the inside as it takes off an aircraft carrier. Takes a little while to get going. I'm going to mute the sound. Okay. Takes a little while to get going. And then once they hit the gun, there it goes, ready to go. Watch how fast this happens. And the bump when he hits the end of the ship. Take a look. Here we go. Boom. Two, three, four. Less than four seconds. And he is flying. That is amazing. Check that out again. Watch this. Absolutely insane. I don't think I've ever seen this from this perspective before. He's checking his stick, making sure everything's ready to go. Gives him the go. Salute. Gets ready. And in less than four seconds, this guy is catapulted off this aircraft. Look at that. Watch. Boom. You see him go forward like that. That must be a hell of a jolt. Wow. Huh? Huh? Can I find him or what? That is a cool, cool video. Wow. All right. You ready for a little classic literature? I know, but it's fun. We've been reading books on this show from almost the very beginning. A couple years now we've had this show on the air. And um, we read, we have read in the past classic children's books. Peter Pan, The Wizard of Oz, uh, The Little Prince, Alice in Wonderland, Jungle Book. We've done them all. And uh, we got more to come. But we're taking a break from the classic children's literature. And we're reading George Orwell's 1984. Because... Well, because it's a cool book, it's in the public domain, and frankly, the more I read this book for the first time, yeah, really, I'm discovering it with you, the more I realize how prophetic George Orwell was when he wrote this. We're living this life right now, my friends, sadly. And we are just beginning chapter 10. We finished chapter 9 last night, so let's jump into it. George Orwell's 1984, chapter 10. Winston picked his way up the lane through dappled light and shade, stepping out into the pools of gold wherever the boughs parted. Under the trees to the left of him, the ground was misty with bluebells. The air seemed to kiss one's skin. It was the second of May. From somewhere deeper in the heart of the wood came the droning of ring doves. He was a bit early, but there'd been no difficulties about the journey. The girl was so evidently experienced that he was less frightened than he would normally have been. Presumably, she could be trusted to find a safe place. In general, you could not assume that you were much safer in the country than in London. There were no telescreens, of course, but there was always the danger of concealed microphones by which your voice might get picked up and recognized. Besides, it wasn't easy to make a journey by yourself without attracting attention. For distances of less than a hundred kilometers, it wasn't necessary to get your passport endorsed. But sometimes there were patrols hanging around the railway stations who examined the papers of any party member they found there and asked mm, awkward questions. However, no patrols had appeared, on the walk from the station, he'd made sure by cautious backward glances that he wasn't being followed. The train was full of proles, in holiday mood because of the summery weather. The wooden-seated carriage in which he traveled was filled to overflowing with single, enormous family, ranging from a toothless great-grandmother to a month-old baby going out to spend an afternoon with the in-laws in the country, and, as they frequently explained to Winston, to get a hold of a little black market butter. The lane widened, and in a minute he came to a footpath. She'd told him of a mere cattle track which plunged between the bushes. He had no watch, but he could but it couldn't be fifteen yet. The bluebells were so thick underfoot it was impossible not to tread on them. He knelt down, began picking some, partly to pass the time away, but also from a vague idea that he would like to have a bunch of flowers to offer the girl when they met. He got together a big bunch, was smelling their faint 
sickly scent when a sound at his back froze him. The unmistakable crackle of a foot on twigs. He went on picking bluebells. It was the best thing to do. It might be the girl, or he might have been followed after all. To look around was to show guilt. He picked another and another, and a hand fell lightly on his shoulder. He looked up. It was the girl. She shook her head, evidently as a warning that he must keep silent, then parted the bushes and quickly led the way along the narrow track into the woods. Obviously, she'd been that way before. She dodged the boggy bits as though by habit. Winston followed, still clasping his bunch of flowers. His first feeling was relief, but as he watched the strong, slender body moving in front of him with the scarlet sash that was just tight enough to bring out the curve of her hips, the sense of his own inferiority was heavy upon him. Even now, it seemed quite likely that when she turned round and looked at him, she would draw back after all. The sweetness of the air, the greenness of the leaves daunted him. Already on the walk from the station, the May sunshine had made him feel dirty. A creature of indoors with sooty dust of London and the pores of his skin, it occurred to him that till now she'd probably never seen him in broad daylight out in the open. They came to the fallen tree she'd spoken of. The girl hopped over, forced to part the bushes in which there did not seem to be an opening. When Winston followed her, he found that they were in a natural clearing, a tiny grassy knoll surrounded by tall saplings that shut it in completely. The girl stopped and turned. Here we are, she said. He was facing her at several paces distance, and yet he did not dare move nearer to her. I didn't want to say anything in the lane, she went on, in case there's a mic hidden there. I don't suppose there is, but there could be. There's always the chance of one of those swine recognizing your voice. We're all right here. He still had not the courage to approach her. We're all right here, he repeated stupidly. Yes, look, look at the trees. They were small ashes, which at some time had been cut down and sprouted up again in a forest of poles, none of them thicker than one's wrist. There's nothing big enough to hide a mic in. Besides, I've been here before. They were only making conversation. He'd managed to move closer to her now. She stood before him, very upright, with a smile on her face that looked faintly ironical, as though she'd wondered why he was so slow to act. The bluebells had cascaded to the ground. They seemed to have fallen of their own accord, and he took her hand. Would you believe, he said, that till this moment I didn't know what color your eyes were? They were brown, he noted, a rather light shade of brown with dark lashes. Well, now that you see what I'm really like, can you still bear to look at me? Oh, yes, easily. I'm 39 years old. I've got a wife that I can't get rid of. I've got varicose veins and five false teeth. I couldn't care less, said the girl. The next moment, it was hard to say by whose act she was in his arms. At the beginning, he had no feeling except sheer incredulity. The youthful body was strained against his own. The mass of dark hair was against his face. And yes, actually, she had turned her face up and was kissing the wide red mouth. She had clasped her arms around his neck, calling him darling, precious one, loved one. He had pulled her down on the ground, and she was utterly unresisting. He could do what he liked with her. But the truth was that he had no physical sensation, except that of mere contact. 
All he felt was incredulity and pride. He was glad this was happening, but he had no physical desire. It was too soon. Her youth, prettiness, frightened him. He was too much used to living without women. He did not know the reason. The girl picked herself up, pulled a bluebell out of her hair. She sat against him, putting her arm around his wrist. Never mind, dear. There's no hurry. We've got the whole afternoon. Isn't this a splendid hideout? I found it when I got lost once on a community hike. If anyone was coming, you could hear them a hundred meters away. What is your name? said Winston. Julia. Oh, I know yours. It's Winston. Winston Smith. How did you find that out? Oh, I expect I'm better at finding things out than you are, dear. Tell me, what did you think of me before that day I gave you the note? He didn't feel any temptation to tell lies to her. It was even a sort of love offering to start off by telling the worst. I hated the sight of you, he said. I wanted to rape you and then murder you afterwards. Two weeks ago, I thought seriously of smashing your head in with a cobblestone. If you really want to know, I imagine that you had something to do with the thought police. The girl laughed delightedly, evidently taking this as a tribute to the excellence of her disguise. Not the thought police. You didn't honestly think that. Well, perhaps not exactly that. But from your general appearance, merely because you're young and fresh, healthy, you understand, I thought that probably... You thought I was a good party member, pure in word and deed, banners, processions, slogans, games, community hikes, all that stuff, and you thought that if I had a quarter of a chance, I'd denounce you as a thought criminal and get you killed off? Yeah, something like that kind. Great many young girls are like that, you know. It's this bloody thing that does it, she said, ripping off the scarlet sash of the Junior Anti-Sex League and flinging it on a bow. And then, as though touching her wrist had reminded her of something, she felt in the pocket of her overalls and produced a small slab of chocolate. She broke it in half and gave one of the pieces to Winston. Even before he'd taken it, he knew by the smell that it was very unusual chocolate. It was dark, shiny, wrapped in silver paper. Chocolate normally was dull brown crumbly stuff that tasted as nearly as one could describe it, like the smoke of a rubbish fire. But at some time or another, he, he had tasted chocolate, like the piece she'd given him. The first whiff of its scent had stirred up some memory which he could not pin down, but which was powerful and troubling. Where did you get this stuff, he said. Black market, she said indifferently. Actually, I am that sort of girl to look at. I'm good at games. I was a troop leader in the spies. I do voluntary work three evenings a week for the Junior Anti-Sex League. Hours and hours I've spent pasting their bloody rot all over London. I always carry one end of a banner in my procession. I always look cheerful, never shirk anything. Always yell with the crowd. That's what I say. It's the only way to be safe. The first fragment of chocolate had melted on Winston's tongue. The taste was delightful. There was still that memory moving round the edges of his consciousness, something strongly felt but not reducible to definite shape, like an object seen out of the corner of one's eye. He pushed it away from him, aware only that it was the memory of some action which he would have liked to undo but could not. You're very young, he said. You're 
ten or fifteen years younger than I am. What could you see to attract you to a man like me? It was something in your face. I thought I'd take a chance. I'm good at spotting people who don't belong. As soon as I saw you, I knew you were against them. Them, it appeared, meant the party, and above all, the inner party, about whom she talked with an open, jeering hatred, which made Winston feel uneasy. Although he knew they were safe here, if they could be safe anywhere. A thing that astonished him about her was the coarseness of her language. Party members were not supposed to swear, and Winston himself very seldom did swear, aloud at any rate. Julia, however, seemed unable to mention the party, and especially the inner party, without using the kind of words that you saw chalked up in dripping alleyways. He didn't dislike it. It was merely one symptom of her revolt against the party, and in all ways, somehow it seemed natural, healthy, like the sneeze of a horse that smells bad hay. They'd left the clearing, were wandering again through the checkered shade, with their arms round each other's waist whenever it was wide enough to walk two abreast. He noticed how much softer her waist felt now that the sash was gone. They didn't speak above a whisper outside the clearing. Julia said it was better to go quietly. Presently, they'd reached the edge of the little wood, and she stopped him. Don't go out in the open. There might be someone watching. We're all right if we stay behind the boughs. They were standing in the shade of hazel bushes. The sunlight filtering through innumerable leaves was still hot on their faces. Winston looked out into the field beyond and underwent a curious, slow shock of recognition. He knew it by sight, an old, close-bitten pasture with a footpath wandering across it and a molehill here and there. In the ragged hedge on the opposite side of the boughs of the elm trees swayed just perceptibly in the breeze, and their leaves stirred faintly in dense masses like women's hair. Surely, somewhere nearby, but out of sight, there must be a stream with green pools where dace were swimming. Isn't there a stream somewhere near here, he whispered. That's right, there is a stream. It's at the edge of the next field, actually. There's fish in it, great big ones. You can watch them lying in the pools under the willow leaves, waving their tails. It's the golden country, almost, he murmured. The golden country? Oh, it's nothing, really. A, a landscape I've seen sometimes in a dream. Look, whispered Julia. A thrush had alighted on a bough not five meters away, almost at the level of their faces. Perhaps it had not seen them. It was in the sun, and they in the shade. It spread its wings, fitting them carefully into place again, ducked its head for a moment, as though making a sort of obeisance to the sun and then began to pour forth a torrent of song. In the afternoon hush, the volume of sound was startling. Winston and Julia clung together, fascinated. The music went on and on, minute after minute, with astonishing variations, never once repeating itself, almost as though the bird were deliberately showing off its virtuosity. Sometimes it would stop for a few seconds, spread out, resettle its wings, and then swell its speckled breast and burst into song again. Winston watched it with a sort of vague reverence. For whom? For, for what was that bird singing? No mate, no rival was watching it. What made it sit at the edge of the lonely wood and pour its music into nothingness? He wondered whether, after all, there was a microphone hidden somewhere near. He and Julia had just spoken only in low whispers, and it wouldn't pick up what they said, but it would pick up the thrush. 
Perhaps at the other end of the instrument, some small, beetle-like man was listening intently, listening to that. But by degrees, the flood of music drove all speculation out of his mind. It was as though it were merely a kind of liquid stuff that poured all over him and got mixed up with the sunlight that filtered through the leaves. He stopped thinking and merely felt. The girl's waist and the bend of his arms was soft and warm. He pulled her round so they were breast to breast. Her body seemed to melt into his. Wherever his hand moved, it was all as yielding as water. Their mouths clung together. It was quite different from the hard kisses they had exchanged earlier. And when they moved their faces apart again, both of them sighed deeply. The bird took fright and fled with a clatter of wings. Winston put his lips against her ear. Now, he whispered. And that's a good place to break. <laughs> yeah, we will uh, have more and continue on with Chapter 10 tomorrow night on our Friday stream. Oh, wow. What a great night. All right. Thanks for uh, popping by, listening. I hope you're enjoying 1984. I'm enjoying reading it. It really is an absolutely fascinating book. Hey, be sure, please, I would just ask you a small favor, two small favors, actually. One is to hit that follow button there. It's right there. It's easy to do. It's free. Helps the show and costs you nothing. And the other thing is just to check out our sponsors. They are in our show notes. You'll find yourself some fantastic deals. Skillshare, NordVPN, Black, uh, Blackout Coffee, uh, BarkBox.com is there also, and uh, Brickhouse Nutrition. So thanks to all you guys for helping to sponsor. I will see you again tomorrow. Have a good night. Snort.